Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This episode is going to be all about mindset. So I've chosen to record this podcast outdoors in the park. So I apologize if there's any background noise. So I'm beside the river, beside the Saigon River. So I apologize if there's any birds singing, any motorbikes in the background. Maybe you'll be able to hear the wind whistling a little bit because it's quite windy today. Or you might be able to hear some Vietnamese fishermen speaking. So I apologize for this if it gets a bit distracting, but I decided to go outside uh, just to get some uh, daily sunlight, some fresh air. And I think the, the place where I'm recording this podcast goes well with the theme of the episode, which is all about mindset and staying calm within our minds. So I recently read a book by a Vietnamese monk called Thich Nhat Hanh. I'd like to share a little bit about what I learned from him in this episode and also give some other extra tips with regard to mindset. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. So the last book I read by Thich Nhat Hanh was known as Fear, Essential Wisdom for Getting Through the Storm. So in this book, he talks a lot about how we all have this innate fear within us, which can come from a lot of different sources, such as maybe we're scared of losing our parents or our health, or maybe we're scared of growing old in the future. And if we don't confront these fears on a daily basis, when they are eventually realized, uh, we will suffer a lot. So he talks all about using meditation, mindfulness, living in the present to confront these fears and make them uh, leave our minds. So from his books, I'm reading a lot. Uh, I've learned that there's a lot of Buddhists, so Buddhism can teach us about life even if we're not religious. So for Tik, who's a, yeah, a Buddhist monk, he says actually that it's a way of life rather than a religion. So Buddhism actually has no God and instead it sees itself more as a method for us to eliminate our, our eternal suffering because Buddhism sees us all in a sense of suffering and that the only way that we can liberate this in our lives is through meditation, being aware and realizing that there's a sense of interbeing in the universe, that we're all connected and that life is not solely revolved around ourselves and that uh, we don't come from nothing and that when we die, our, uh, we will eventually be uh, reintegrated into something bigger than what we are right now. So Tig actually talks about the idea of embracing multiple religions, so reading a lot, and he's more than welcome. So that's what I've sort of really liked about his books. So as I've said, he's like sort of the Vietnamese Dalai Lama and he talks about using multiple religions to get more of an idea about the world. So as I've said, uh, meditation is highly integrated in Buddhism, but just by doing meditation, no means that you're a Buddhist like me. So I've been doing meditation the last few months, walking meditation, but I still don't see myself in any way as a Buddhist. So similarly, just like books are highly integrated in every religion, just because you read a book does not mean that you're religious. So I think that, yeah, trying meditation is highly beneficial for everyone. Yeah, you don't have to be religious in any way. Uh, meditation helps us activate different frequencies of the brain, such as the theta frequency. It helps us recharge our batteries. 
but it's worth noting that meditation does have a bit of a lag effect so if you do meditation you might not feel the benefits directly just as if you have a good diet it might take some time so it's important to just stay uh, regular stay committed and then maybe tomorrow or the day after you'll start to see, uh, feel some effects so don't feel like you need instant gratification with meditation because you will not get it you'll see it in the coming days weeks months or even years so you just need to stay committed uh, and it's better to be consistent do maybe a few minutes every day or a few times a day rather than a big chunk at once and this consistency will bring lots of rewards over time to you so in buddhism and in tig's uh, books there's this big idea of dharma so dharma is spelled d-h-a-r-m-a and it's all about brain training so training of the mind so just like we do fitness for our body it's highly important to train our mind particularly to learn how to switch our mind off in times of stress and I believe that training the mind is even potentially more useful than training the body because our body over time will become old, we will lose what we have, whereas our brain we have a little bit more control over. So training of the mind is what Dharma is and I believe we should all do it on a daily basis through meditation. So Dharma has a lot of uh, principles, mostly uh, to do with breathing, being conscious, uh, so basically if you realize how much suffering there is to, compared to yours you will feel better so that's one bigger uh, principle of dharma to realize that there's suffering all around us and it's much more than what we have compared to us also we all need to have an idea of compassion so we will all be gone someday from this world and we will realize that and so if we all realize that all of our lives so whoever we see is like a firefly can end at any moment we'll gain more of compassion and love towards everyone so take care of your fears suffering and transform them uh, into something better so when you are in the present moment through meditation you'll realize what gives you happiness and what gives you suffering so in times where you feel like your mind has gone out of control there are a few things you can do so a lot that tick uh, talks about is uh, creating attention towards our stomach so like uh, you'll think well sorry he gives a bit of the metaphor about a tree being a uh, uh, tossed around violently by a storm so the tree is being tossed around violently but it's the base the roots of the tree which keep it firmly in the ground so when you're in times where your mind has gone out of control it's all about moving your attention towards the stomach so focus on the belly and focus on how it breathes as you inhale and exhale and over time you will calm down your thoughts which have gone out of control so also you can lie on your back in times where you're stressed so he talks about lying on your back to, to, uh, to create the energy the flow of energy towards the stomach and it is the stomach which is the strong base which keeps you uh, ingrained in the ground just like a tree during a storm which keeps it from flying away from the wind Whoa. 
So the more we meditate, the more we become aware that our mind fluctuates. Uh, and yeah, emotion is just like a, it's a yeah, it's an instantaneous state which goes from high to low, from happiness to pain. And as we meditate and meditate, we become more aware and we become more an an observer. So we react less to our emotions, and that we realize that they will just pass. It could be in a few moments or yeah, a little bit longer. So so emotions are just fleeting things, just like most things in life. And the more we we meditate, the more we become aware of these emotions, and the more we become more of an observer rather than someone who reacts. For example, if someone uh, says something to you, uh, if you meditate frequently on the uh, on a daily basis, you can realize that this feeling of anger is just something which will pass eventually. So if you can learn to not react to it, then overall your life will be a lot happier because you will have no problems in terms of reacting badly to feel to time in times where you feel like you've been mistreated so it's important also he also talks a lot about the grains of terrorism so uh, tick says that when we are angry we are acting actually in the same way that like terrorists act so terrorists are very aggressive violent and then when we act uh, badly to someone because of how they've acted to us we are in no way different to terrorists because uh, we have the same knife of anger inside our heart so it's all about just using mindfulness to not react to what our mind's saying to us and just be an observer so I talked earlier about how meditation has no connotations with religion uh, and this I got from the book 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yovel Nova Harari uh, I've mentioned his book a few times so I just thought I'll mention it one more time So our body degrades, nothing is permanent, even our mind changes but we can keep on working on our mind uh, and we have more of an impact on it in the long term than our body uh, so age is wisdom although yeah, most people in our current society don't see this anymore but in a lot of indigenous societies uh, people really look up towards uh, old people who have uh, got a lot of wisdom over the years from uh, cultivating their minds we should all listen to our elders uh, everyone older than us has a story to say uh, and not only will it make them feel better, but you'll learn something from them and they'll give you a sense that we're all interconnected. So I highly, highly recommend uh, yeah, speaking to anyone older than you or elderly on the street. Just make a conversation at the bus stop and you'll learn something and you'll feel, feel better about it as well. So in order to tackle this suffering, uh, Personally, my idea is that we should all maximize how much pain we go through. So we need to constantly force ourselves to move, get out of the comfort zone, uh, pass uh, into action mode. So it could be uh, forcing yourself to speak with people we don't know to get out of the comfort zone. It could be taking a cold shower just to maximize our pain. And the more pain we go through, the more we'll get used to it and realize that it's just a passing emotion. So everything is temporary, pain, even happiness. 
So a lot of people think that the goal of life is happiness, but even happiness causes suffering because happiness is temporary just like everything else. So we just need to learn to observe. So going through pain will give us a better awareness of uh, the world around us and the meaning of being interconnected. So going through pain, as I said, it could be any number of ways, but in life you should just maximize the, the amount of pain you go through, or get out of your comfort zone, and you'll overall feel better at the end of the day. So another thing you can do is avoid uh, Hellenism. So Hellenism is uh, doing anything for pleasure, such as uh, watching uh, the TV, playing video games, uh, maybe uh, taking uh, sweets, uh, eating sweets. Sorry, uh, drinking, um, yeah, drinking alcohol. So personally, I would avoid Hellenism for anything which is unhealthy for you and your body. So for example, just the act of avoiding your mobile phone, uh, like uh, computer screens will in fact actually make you enjoy uh, the real world better. So the real world will get a better sense of clarity, things will become more real because you'll be living better in the moment. So in fact, the act of avoiding Hellenism view just for things that are unhealthy will make you actually enjoy the real world better so actually work in reverse in your favor so that's something else you can do also another thing that you can do is uh, just act like a kid like yeah, when we're kids we just run around we don't think uh, we just enjoy the moment like we can play all day uh, and we play not for a purpose uh, we just play to have fun don't have an end goal in sight and that's something I think adults can learn from children just to live in the moment similarly we can uh, just observe how dogs and other animals are so happy in the moment they don't really seem to need anything and they are, are happy so uh, yes yeah, so acting like a kid is another great method just to live more in the moment and uh, avoid overthinking about the future because we're all constantly thinking about what the future will hold. We're all constantly making plans, but it makes us lose uh, perception with the reality because the majority of these plans that we make in our heads, we never realize. But at the end of the day, the majority of things we can tackle when they arrive or when they like uh, happen in the uh, instant moment. So acting like a kid, uh, just having fun, living in the moment will uh, help you gain, uh, gain a better understanding of this. So I've talked about quite a few things, finally uh, there's a lot of cravings we have and that you can destroy cravings mentally, for example uh, you can have cravings for like uh, sugary stuff, alcohol, just traveling way to avoid these cravings is just to forget the sensations that they give for example a lot of people that never travel they really never get this uh, want to travel but the more you travel the more you want to travel so for example uh, uh, if you've got like a problem with like uh, alcohol or sweets you have to forget what the feelings these things uh, give you so the feelings of dopamine like instant reward so you 
you have to basically just abstain from them long enough and then uh, eventually your cravings will go so a good way to do this is uh, just basically every time you get a craving is just to say you know what I'm gonna wait 10 minutes and so when you wait uh, basically 10 minutes, you can say, okay, if I've waited 10 minutes and I still want to have this thing, uh, yeah, just go ahead and have it. But normally after 10 minutes of waiting, for example, you go into the fridge and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take this chocolate. But instead you apply the rule and you say, I'm gonna wait 10 minutes. If I wait 10 minutes, then I can have this chocolate. And normally by the end of the 10 minutes, see that the craving has gone away so that's another mental trick you can do to get rid of the craving but yeah make sure don't act in reverse and get the yeah make like go too fast and eat or take uh, or drink something before this uh, rule has taken place because by the time uh, the 10 minutes have passed uh, your chimp reflex so we've all got a chimp inside us who tries to act faster than our common uh, than our common sense and usually by the 10 minutes our common sense will act before the little chimp inside us so that's another rule you can use to uh, get rid of these cravings so I think I basically covered a lot I wanted to in this uh, episode so uh, I also wanted to say that as with everything this advice that I've given it may not work with you uh, so you have to just read about try different methods and see what works to you, uh, for you to give you the yeah to create an overall uh, uh, design which uh, maximizes your well-being the most so I'm not a big fan of cults I don't like to label uh, uh, myself I like to be my own person so I like to uh, implement sort of an eclectic philosophy so for example yeah currently I'm vegetarian but I don't like to label myself vegetarian uh, because uh, yeah uh, maybe one day I will eat meat um, and uh, so I also like to embrace different viewpoints I'm, co I'm constantly changing just like we all are and yeah maybe if there's a maybe I can still eat meat here and there if uh, it's well sourced or if I catch something myself and so I don't like levels uh, yeah maybe it's a bit hard to explain but I think uh, we're all individual and we should all have our own methods and uh, just creating a label to us can also just create a little bit of stress that we have to adhere to certain rules uh, but we can all be a bit flexible and uh, just use our common sense of what works in the present moment so overall i've hoped you enjoyed this podcast i've hoped i hope that the park uh, didn't create too many uh, sound distractions and i'll speak to you soon uh, goodbye have a great day ciao